Hello, my overachieving friend. My name is Holly Lewis, and I am past president of the Overachievers Club. I'm here to talk about the path to calming the hell down and feeling worthy without killing yourself on that perpetual hamster wheel that you're on. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, my overachieving friends, and welcome to episode two, where today we're going to talk about urgency and how that plays a role in how much stress you're feeling at work and in your everyday life. You know, I spent most of my life thinking that I had to achieve more faster than anybody else in order to prove that I was just as good as everybody else. And that mentality ended up with me chronically stressed, beating the crap out of myself and lacking fulfillment in my life. And, you know, I found out that my thinking was actually the issue. And so today I want to share with you a couple of concepts uh, that are food for thought. If you find yourself a chronic hurrier, like constantly in a hurry. I got to do this. 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 I'm so far behind. If that's your mental chatter inside your head, then I want to give you a couple of things to think about today. So the symptoms of constantly being in a hurry are you think relaxing is being lazy or unproductive. You think you're always behind. You think that nothing is moving fast enough. You're hyper-focused on what's next. You race to complete things so you can move on to the next goal. You think you're going to be happy when you meet your next goal and you completely ignore self-care and other important priorities. And that's a problem because it causes unnecessary pressure and stress can interrupt your sleep, which sleep is so, so important for the reset and repair of your system. And it actually leads to less, getting less things done. And it's so uh, counterintuitive because you think that this being urgent and in a hurry allows you to get a lot of things done. And it's actually the opposite because when you're in this urgent state, it gives you tunnel vision and hearing because you're in a stress response and that can lead to not seeing the full picture of things. So I want to talk to you about a couple of things that I would encourage you and invite you to think about. So number one is what is your definition of productivity? Think about what you learned about being productive and does that serve you now? You know, quick story for me, my, my dad grew up on a farm and so their definition of productivity was that you worked from the time you woke up in the morning until the time you went to bed and that there was no time for fun, that there was no time for relaxing. You relaxed while you slept. And so, you know, he passed that on to us, um, because that's what he believed. And I never thought to question that until probably a couple of years ago when I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm not having any fun. And my life is, is so pressured and in such a hurry all the time. So think about where do activities like thinking time, recharging time, self-care, maintenance, 
of your soul, your spirit, where does all that fit in to your definition of productivity? How does your energy cycle play into your definition of productivity? You know, I am not a morning person. And I know if you, um, you know, you hear all of this stuff about how you should be a morning person and only morning people get things done and blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, my friends, I am not productive in the morning. I like mornings for solitude and thinking time. I do my best work between 10 and four. And I also have a spurt of energy at six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And I know that about myself now that I've taken the time to really understand when do I have the most energy. And so I have weaved that into my definition of productivity. And I encourage you to do that too. Just because someone says you should be a morning person doesn't mean that you should be. It means it works for them. It might not necessarily work for you. So I'm giving you permission right now. If you really do not like mornings, then don't be a morning person. Plain and simple. Another question. Are you really being lazy when you have downtime or is downtime a critical part of your life? Like, is that when you're recharging and connecting with your loved ones or whatever, you know? I, I also had a story that I was lazy if I wasn't working and looking back on that now, it's totally ridiculous because every part of my life is actually creating my life, not just the work. Another question, why don't you think you're doing enough and who says, whose voice are you hearing when you're thinking I'm not doing enough? For me, it was my parents. I could hear my parents saying, you know, we got to do this and we got to do this and you have to do this. And if you don't do this, you're lazy. Who says you get to pick? You get to pick how much is enough. So could it be true that you're doing exactly enough? Something to ponder. So I really, really encourage you to Look at your definition of productive because productive is an emotion and our emotions are actually generated by our thoughts. So here's some new thoughts that you could potentially practice. Play around with this experiment. Everything I do is creating my results, including resting. I have plenty of time to do everything I want to do. I'm exactly where I need to be. Things are happening exactly like they're supposed to. These are the thoughts that I practice for almost a year to get myself to a better definition of what is productive and what is enough for me to be doing every single day. And there are days where I do a lot of stuff and there are days where I don't. And I am perfectly okay with that now. I never used to be, I used to beat myself up if I just didn't have the energy to do things. I thought it was wrong. I thought it was lazy, but I've completely changed my definition of productivity and I accept my bursts of energy and my slow days.
And I encourage you to think about that as well. The other thing that I want you to think about, um, and I'm, I'm just going to cover it briefly because I'm going to do another episode on this because it's a whole topic in and of itself, but that's procrastination and procrastination is a major contributor to a hurried life. You know, I want you to know that procrastination does not make you a bad person. Every human procrastinates. It is a tool that our brain uses to get relief from something that we're feeling. It's just an avoidant thing. You're avoiding feeling overwhelmed. You're avoiding feeling bored. You're avoiding feeling indecisive. You're avoiding being judged that, that, that fear of being judged, but procrastination causes time debt that eventually accumulates and puts us right back into hurry and overwhelm. You know, one of the, um, one of the things I learned about, and I'll talk about this in another episode is that there's such a thing as crisis making procrastination. And when you believe that you work better under pressure, this is a tool that your brain uses to procrastinate things so that you have these fake deadlines and urgency and all the things so that you can get it done. And it's just so interesting, but procrastination is also something that I encourage you to take a look at to see, you know, where are you procrastinating and what are you trying to avoid? And is that causing urgency in your life? And is that really necessary? So the third thing I want you to think about is that you can actually feel what you're chasing with your next goal now. So the urgency, you know, around meeting our goals and how we're going to feel and all the things when we're, you know, feeling accomplished, feeling proud, feeling valued, feeling um, all of those things. You could just feel that now. It doesn't have to be tied with your goal. How can you feel that now? How can you feel accomplished? What do you need to be thinking to feel accomplished and proud of yourself? How can you enjoy the process? How can you infuse joy and fun into every single day, into the process of learning and having fun and defining your process and all the things? I was always just so concerned about meeting the goal, meeting the goal, meeting the goal. And that caused a lot of urgency in my life. I just, I need to get this done, 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 done because this is going to help me make the goal. Really slow down, enjoy the process. What are you learning? How can you enjoy the process? So food for thought there. And then finally, here's the bonus. This sense of urgency and hurry is a habit that you've picked up along the way. And the cue to this habit is having thoughts about your enoughness. And the reward that you get from the urgency is a potent, addicting cocktail of adrenaline, cortisol, and dopamine. It's very addictive. It's just like smoking cigarettes, my friend, or drinking or drugs or whatever. You get addicted to the hurry. 
and the urgency because of the adrenaline that's coursing through your body. But you can reprogram this with some practice. So one of the things I would encourage you to do today or you know, sometime this week, when you're feeling hurried, close your eyes and ask, where is this feeling of hurry or, or urgency in my body? For me, it's in my chest and throat. I just feel these like little um, fireflies like poking around, ding, 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 ding. And it, it jazzes me up. I feel alive, but I also know that in little bites, it's okay. But once I, if I start going there all the time, it's a problem for me and it might be for you too. So I'm going to teach you about the three C's and a way to, um, reprogram your brain with the three C's around urgency. So first of all, just understand that this urgency thing is a nervous system response. And you can recognize when you're feeling hurried, just call it, say, oh, there I am feeling hurried. There's my urgency. Name it, describe it and allow it. And then work with your nervous system to calm yourself down. One of the things that I love to calm my nervous system down is called a physiological sigh. And that it's that thing that babies do or little toddlers do when they're really, really upset. And at the end they do. <sighs> so it's two quick breaths in through your nose and then a sigh out through your mouth. This invokes your parasympathetic nervous system and it will calm you right down. Now, you might be worried about what other people think when you're doing this, but seriously, who cares? If it calms you down, who cares? So work with your nervous system, understand what's going on. Oh, there's me getting urgent again. What's going on here? How's it feeling my body? You know, calm down. Then you wanna get curious. So write down, why are you feeling hurried? Why do you feel the need to be hurried? And then ask yourself these three questions. Is that true? Is that helpful? Is that kind? And I guarantee you the answer to one of those three questions is going to be no. Then what you get to do is you get to choose a new thought. So what do you want to think instead? My favorite go-to was I have plenty of time. I got this. I have plenty of time. I don't need to hurry. So some food for thought. You have the power to slow down. Your brain thinks that urgency is going to get you more done, but in reality, it is not. It is actually going to get you less done because you're gonna be all over the place with a lack of focus. So being hurried is an emotional habit. That's it. That's driven by your thoughts about enoughness. And all those thoughts are optional. So you get to decide which ones you wanna think and which ones you wanna get rid of. You totally have the power. 
if you eliminate hurry and urgency as a habit from your life, it opens you up to creativity, confidence, and joy. And it's totally possible to reprogram yourself to change your mindset from hurried to calm. All right, my friends, food for thought. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would love to invite you to come over to Facebook and join my Facebook group called the Burned Out Overachievers Recovery Lounge. In there, I have all kinds of classes, recorded classes on how to partner with your nervous system, how to think differently about what's happening at work, and how to stop overworking. I would love to meet you. Come on over. The water's fine.